What's up, guys? Welcome to HOT House of Tech, where we talk all things technology. We're talking smart homes and devices, everything audio, video, uh, gaming, entertainment, and everything else tech-based in and around your own. I'm Ron Taylor. Uh, these are my partners, Will and Chris. Uh, they're the tech experts, and I just love this stuff. How are you guys doing today? Good. How are you? Good. 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 Pretty excited for today. We're going to be talking uh, all things home theater, right? So, uh, you know, I don't know. I think uh, uh, a lot of times people think about wanting a home theater. Uh, they don't really know which way to go. Should I do a projector? Should I do a TV? What kind of equipment uh, should I be putting in? Uh, what kind of equipment can I cheap out on? Uh, can I not cheap out on? The answer is none of it. Uh, you know, what different types of sound are there? Uh, what should I be using for my different spaces? Just kind of those types of things that, you know, major, any major home theater don'ts, uh, other equipment that people typically are missing. Uh, you know, wanted to talk a little bit about home theater furniture and stuff today. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's about it. So, I don't know, what are your guys' thoughts? Like, let me ask you. Uh, projection or TV? So, I think it's actually great that you said that because I wanted to differentiate the few types of systems there are. Because home theater can be what we would deem or what you'd Google, and it's like a home theater with the seating, the stadium seating, the soundproofing. So, yes, that's an authentic, what I like to call authentic home theater. But then you have large TVs with surround sound that can be home theaters. Many people don't have the space for an actual dedicated basement home theater. So you could have a home theater in your living room. So I like to call that one a display or a large TV home theater. And then you have projection theaters and then you have the authentic home theater, which is the ones we love, which is the, the theming, uh, the, the, um, the full meal deal. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So yeah. People have been starting to call those media rooms now. And that's what we're starting to see is they're calling the, the, the giant, you know, all investment theater seated thing, a media room. I think we'd go the other way around for me. Hey, listen, I, I, I would, would call, too. I would, I would too. call the small non-theater theater a media room. Yeah. Uh, and I would call it. I would call it like it is. And if it's a theater, it's a theater. I, I fully agree with it. I fully agree with it. Well, you were saying though. Yeah. No. No. So I just like to kind of just so when we're talking about a certain one, we we have the same terminology. So um, I think it's great that people are starting to to really appreciate the home experience and I think Netflix and and all the video streamings have helped that where Definitely. you can really get an amazing and 4k TVs as, as well because you can really get a big and amazing experience at home with your, your friends and family without uh, having to go to the theaters so uh, I really like that TVs can do that nowadays in the music and the, the video streaming services uh, but nothing beats the authentic dark home theater with a uh, high quality projector and 120 inch screen and bigger and stadium seating because then you feel like you're at the you're movies. at the movies yeah um so those are my favorite and um and yeah i just think it's great what the industry is doing the the media industries in allowing people to get these experiences uh at the same time as they would if they were going to theaters because releases now are coming out instantly either on digital or streaming services and it's not like an afterthought like go to the theater and then it comes out later six months yeah. eight months later i think that's amazing that's no, I, I love it i love it the, the, the way people get their media the way they they obtain their media uh the way they enjoy their media has been changing you know and for a while we watched that get smaller and smaller 
uh, where you know TVs got bigger, but then people were watching on their their phones and their iPads. And I think we're kind of coming to a happier place now, where some some people you know people are still watching on those devices, but people are really truly appreciating experiencing their media, not just seeing it, but really truly experiencing their media, like they you know like we used to do in the theaters. And you know let's let's face it, theaters are. Are, are great and, and you know I'll still go over once in a while just for that kind of date night feel but realistically you know they they're, they aren't getting any cheaper uh, and and when it comes down to it if, if you're a germaphobe a little bit like I am uh, <laughs> I they're, they're disgusting places I hear you <laughs> so. okay, hold on wait but what makes a theater a theater when you go to the theater what is it you're trying to what, what makes that experience going to the theater for you guys well I'll say because I heard this quote. I think it was from the owner of Cineplex or something like that, and he said, "The cheapest vacation you can get is coming to one of our theaters because it's a, it's it's you pay fifteen bucks a ticket or whatever, twenty bucks sometimes a ticket, um, but it's like two or three hours of completely removing yourself from the world. Yeah, the world, and just and, and just going on this journey, whether it's Star Wars or rom com or." or a crime drama, something like that. You just completely remove yourself from the outside world and you live that experience that's on the screen. And you can do that with home theaters. Like that, to me, I, I, I love that. And to me, So to me, going to the theater, the, thing that, the biggest thing for me is the sound. The picture is awesome. You can get the picture anywhere. Uh, but the sound is truly what sells it for me. That big, just you wouldn't normally be able to do this in your house crank the sound have huge bass coming at you and now sound and, from everywhere and nowadays can right? and now we can yeah. and yeah. Uh, you know and that's why i think for for all that we've talked about the display portion the sound portion has come up so much as well and i think we're going to talk about that in a bit Definitely. of all the different surround sound types and just what you can really do in a home forget you know anything else so it seems like we all kind of agree on that like that true authentic in-home theater experience uh, you know the dark with the seating uh, if it's if it's not a windowless space, probably some really good blinds or shutters. I think when it comes down to TV or projection, it is very much dependent on what type of space is it. Is this a dedicated theater room? Uh, you know, and and what kind of lighting is going on in there? Is is there lots of natural light? What time am I watching? Uh, because I would say that a case can be made for. Uh, TV home theaters in in certain spaces. Well, it's one of those things. It's it's space and budget specific. Yep. At the end of the day, it's it's what what space have you dedicated to this? And I don't mean dedicated like it can be the only thing you're doing in that room. Yeah. It's just the dedicated space that you are putting towards this being your theater surround sound or media or whatever you want to call that space. If it's your living room and you want to share it as your living room and or your family room and you want to share that as your TV watching space but also your let's turn off the lights and have a good time space yeah. then you're looking at something very different than than whatever you're doing so it's not a big deal yeah fair enough and and so you know with uh, with projectors TVs uh, you know and they like everything let's, let's everything removed from sound there uh, you know let's talk kind of a best and, and worst practices you know one of the some of the things that we see uh, people doing uh, or trying to DIY or, or things like that um, you know I would say for me the the number one thing as far as it relates to projector home theaters is you know the market's just flooded with cheap pieces of crap 
Am I allowed to say that? Cheap pieces of crap? Yes, you can. Oh, That's exactly what it is. Okay. <laughs> uh, cheap cheap pieces of crap that, that you know, and, and so I look online. Google, again, back to Google being a, a horrible source of information. So I look online and it's like, oh, 4K theater for $499. 4K projector, $499. And I, like, don't get me wrong, I, I'm, I'm in complete disbelief that, you know, truth and advertising laws don't kick in. Uh, because first of all, it's not even 4K, and second of all, they're 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 bad. They're really bad. So hold on, I gotta interject just for one sec because I just got an interesting just today. I got an ad. I think it was on Instagram or Facebook, or whatever, and a targeted ad came toward me for a pocket projector that was supposed to be. You get those all the time. Yeah, and Is that and a projector in your pocket. Are literally, you just happy to see me. You know, sure. Happy. It's like a little cube. <laughs> it's it's a little cube, and they're like, oh, true HD experience, <laughs> four by three screen. Oh. Wait a minute. That that's not HD. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't say true HD experience. Okay, inches? No, four by three. So like the, the aspect, aspect ratio. Yeah. They're like true aspect oh. ratio of four by three. Which is the standard that's, def but, box. But that's yeah, a yeah, standard yeah. def ratio. Yeah. So how does that work? Yeah. Oh, it goes up to two hundred inches with six hundred lumens. Okay, six hundred lumens is a forty watt bulb. Yeah. yeah. Forty watt bulb can't even be seen in a bright room. But you're thinking you can blast that to two hundred. Seeing that six hundred lumens. 600 lumens is a 40 watt A 200 bar. lumen headlamp, that would make you blind. You, it's LED, I guess. Totally different situation. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I, the projectors that we offer start at, I think, 1,500 lumens. Maybe. Yeah. And that's where a and super dark low, room. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, you're absolutely right. The the, the truth and of the advertising out there is just whatever they feel like throwing out there until they get caught. Until they get caught. And and that's when it's, it's a problem. Now, though, you see, we talk about lumens, though. You talk about lumens because one thing that I've seen on the other end of that is where you know that same that you know the 499 projector and it's like you know 50,000 lumens well, I don't know it's probably like 4,000 or whatever yeah. but and and so people because think that automatically equates to a quality projector sure because brightness has for the longest time equated to quality yeah. even when you go into like Back in the day, when even with when you were trying to sell a TV, you'd put it on vivid mode. Yeah. And vivid mode was just brightness. Because you're yeah. walking down the aisle and you're just like, whoa, look at that TV. It's so bright. Yeah. But no, it's not good. It's just bright. And brightness does not equate to quality. And at least not it at shouldn't. At no. least it shouldn't. And I think I think it's when they do the contrast rate. Brightness is one thing, but yeah. when they do the contrast rating, like one to ten million contrast oh, means it's making stuff up. Yeah, but but I think in some respect. Brightness will matter and darkness will matter. And if you can get the darkest darks and the brightest brights, if you have, if you're high on both ends of those spectrums, you'll have a good TV. So, and, so can so we wait, back it up? So what, back what, what, what is, is contrast? Hold on, forget contrast for half a second because out the window. Just half a second. <laughs> no, no, it's not that. It's I, I, I don't want to talk with the exact numbers of contrast, but what Will said there is 100% right. Contrast on its baseline level is. How black can black be? How white can white be? Is that about the how you yeah. put it generally for you? So the the pureness how, of I'd say of how colors I'd say yeah. how how black can black be, but then not how white. I'd say how bright can white be? Okay. Because if you're watching a, a scene and it's like a, a sunset, yeah. If you want it to look real, it's gonna be bright. It's gonna be bright. Or so, it's, so it's snow with sun shining yeah. on it or something. So like that. so I told you, so here's the thing. Exactly. So when we talk going back to projectors specifically. This is where something projectors have a hard time with. When, when they are projecting onto a screen that, has a, that they are a distance from the screen, it is really hard for them to hit the blackest blacks, the brightest whites, because they are projecting over distance. And that's why you need that super black room 
in order to get the best possible colors out of your projector. Because as soon as you have other light in the path of your projector, that other light is actually affecting the projector and what colors it's projecting, and is actually changing the colors as it hits the screen. Okay, so how do how do better uh, better or worse projectors like what what do the better projectors do to kind of circumnavigate those problems? Why is the projector? You know, let's let's talk. I mean, we love Sony. Yeah. Right. Sony projectors, the way to go. They make. Uh, I think it's like ninety eight percent of the world's uh, actual theater projectors across the planet are made by Sony. So clearly they're doing it right. And they actually use the same chipset. Yeah, the same technology, that's, right? That's in those theater projectors in the home stuff, which is really quite cool. Just different lenses, different different um, lumens, uh, different engines behind them kind okay. of thing. It okay. actually creates, changes the brightness because the, the brightness you need in a true like Cineplex theater is so bright that if you put it in a house, it would literally burn down your screen. <laughs> so that's kind of problematic. So yeah, you probably you don't want to. That, that's the truth. I, I mean that seriously. Wow. The amount of you can't actually feel the heat when you're at the theater. The when amount it of well, think I think the IMAX ones like, like you can't put you can't go in front of them or something like that. It's crazy. It's really? so. so like like think like think of this way. Off. When you look when you're in a theater like a, a Cineplex theater, how far is the screen from the projector? Oh, fair enough. Right? You know, and and so in a house, what's the closest? What's the farthest you're going to be? Like twenty feet. You might get away at that uh, point, but we've seen larger. But so, fun fact: I actually watched a quick documentary on IMAX, the new 4K IMAX projectors, because it's two side by side 2K projectors to make 4K image. That's how they're doing it yeah. for, for IMAX, and it was developed. The technology was developed by IMAX, like the the the, the projectors. Yeah. Um, but they did it at the Cinesphere at Ontario Place here in Toronto. That's where they brought their whole crew and at the Cinesphere is where they developed the technology. And then they, I think there's only like 20 or so or 20 or 40 uh, laser 4K IMAX projectors now out in the wild. And Toronto, downtown Toronto uh, has, has one of them. All the other IMAXs aren't the new 4K laser ones yet. But it was developed here in Ontario. Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. And they have the cool fun fact is they uh, and you can watch this documentary online. Just go, just Google on YouTube uh, IMAX projector 4K. They actually are cooled by liquid, so they're liquid cooled because they're wow. so hot. That's and a, there's a big line you can't go. Like even the technician has to like irradiate your brain. Yeah, you can't go around. <laughs> and they come on these basically when they ship instead of shipping real reels uh, for videos anymore, they ship a big. A hard drive to each each which well, has a movie on the it. amount of yeah. information on those is yeah. just next Crazy. level. Yeah. So going back to going yeah. back to this stuff, okay. realistically, uh, end of the day, the the biggest difference between inexpensive uh, projectors and quality projectors is actually more the 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 true definition. So you know they talk about being four K, but how many of them actually are four K? And and right. that's that's the right. bigger thing. You can get into the light and how they work around certain things, but what I care about most is I, I hate false advertising. It's one of the big my pains of my existence. Yeah, and 4K is probably the the number one breaker of that rule out there on the market right, All right now. Day Besides long. the word smart and and gluten free, wireless, uh, wireless. Oh yeah. Anyways, that's, but, but that's a different tangent. All that. Yeah. Let's, let's, go. let's not let's, go down that rabbit hole. So what so, is then the, the difference? Explain that. So so me. a lot of guys are still saying something is 4K, even if it's part of the e shift world. 
in the e-shift world, because I know you're going to ask that question, the e-shift world, what they technically, what they do is they take a 1080p projection or, or image, uh, which is just standard HD, and I know it sounds like just standard HD, it shouldn't be a thing I say, but just standard HD, and they duplicate that image and then shift it up and over by one pixel each. And that doubles the resolution to create an e-shift projector, thus making it, quote-unquote, 4K. But it's not actual 4K, even though you've yeah. doubled the resolution. So it's not processing that many different colors of pixels. It's just taking one form of data, like uh, like a certain amount of pixels, and just doubling it. Okay. So it's not new information, is what it's doing. Yeah, no, fair enough. It makes it look clearer. Now this mind. is this is different though than the way 8K upscales 4K into 8K. Correct? It, no, it's technically it's all this. So if you're taking any content and you're upscaling it, you're basically doing what Chris was just explaining, and you're filling in the gaps where it needs to be. Because yeah. on a TV, on a projector, there's a certain amount of pixels, and they need to be filled with color. And if there's not information, so from the DVD or whatever, it makes it up coming. It'll it'll take what it has and it'll double it to where it is. So so basically, if you look at a, a leaf, you know that leaf will only have the pixels that it came in on. It won't have the full thing. If you know what I mean. It, it, better better projectors that are even doing upscaling and the 8K upscaling you guys were talking about last time. What's so cool about it is it is it actually extrapolates extra information to try to differentiate pixels to be different from each other. Even though it is doing sort of a quasi up and over e-shift situation, yeah, yeah. it's also trying to extrapolate more color and create a different image at the same time, which is actually what makes it look so much better. On, the, on the AK. On the AK. So it's and smarter. This, yeah, it's okay. absolutely smart. It has okay. that engine that you guys are talking about. That's it actually right. has all that smart yeah. stuff behind it. But when you're talking about the most basic e-shift, it's literally... Take an image, double the image, up, over by one pixel each. That's your image. Okay. That's your 4K. And, and the problem is so many of these projectors out there are like, 4K! Um, what they're doing is they're, they're saying 4K! And then the, in, you know, asterisks in the bottom, E-shift. Uh, right. And <laughs> what I do know is some of these E-shift, all E-shifts are not created equal they're either. Not, they're right? not. So we, you know, we... we you know, we've seen where because we've we've done e shift projectors oh, yeah? uh, for clients at, at request. Yeah, uh, I'm granted it's never what we actually suggest, uh, but but uh, the, there's a time and a place. Exactly, and the e so these e shift ones are not all created equal either. Where again, you you look at these, you know, and I hate to to slam any company, but you look at these like Optoma projector, which makes some very good projectors uh, once you start getting up there. But these these cheaper Optoma projectors. That are kind of out there, and and then you look at maybe like an Epson, uh, and and the Epson E shift, in my opinion, is better than what you'll find mostly through the Optoma lineup. Um, I, I don't know if, if you're inclined to no, agree. No, no. I mean, again, it's yeah. it's it's all when you hit certain price points, they start to become comparable. When you're on the bottom end of that price point, it definitely makes a difference because it's the engine behind it that drives everything. Just junk anyways. You yeah. know what I mean? Okay. It's so, like it's like a projector like an Epson. I think it's the 4010. It now is true 4K, but it's just strive to hit that pixel count. So it's not upscaling. It's just true 4K. But in so, it's compromised on like contrast and brightness and all those things. This is the, the native 4K. The Epson's Epson. new native 4K, which I think is called the Home Cinema 4010 or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. Like uh, that. And, and so, yeah, so it, it's basically gone, 
we're going to hit the real 4K and not do you shift. But because we're still in that whatever price range, three or four grand price range, it won't look as good as obviously an $8,000 true 4K because it's hit the pixel count properly, check mark, but then contrast ratios suffered or brightness is Do you guys remember when we went and saw that Sony projector beside that yeah. other brand projector that I had just thinking, shift? I was just thinking about that. And the, the difference was, and I'm, I'm going to, I'll say, I'll say the Sony word, but I won't say the other one right now. Um, but the Sony one was actually only doing 1080p. And the other one was doing 4K e-shift. And the 1080p actually looked better yeah. because it, it had the right engine behind it to give it the best possible absolutely everything on a 10K. Yeah, I agree. Meanwhile, the other one, which was one of the top of the line of that brand at the time, and was doing e-shift 4K, literally didn't look as good because it was trying too hard to make something happen that just wasn't going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. And this is always where finding native stuff versus shifted stuff is going to look better ideally. I have to say ideally because the truth is just like I can still find you a 4K TV out in the wild that's natively 4K but then I'll bring in a better one and I'll blow it out of the water yeah. all day long. Fair enough. Things are just not created equal. When, when you go out there and you're, and you're shopping for this stuff, just be aware that there's, there's very little truth in advertising, sadly. You, it's, there's much more truth in experiences and reviews and everything else. You know, So you really want to look into what you're buying or you want to buy from a reputable company that has that experience with those products and can be honest with you and say, you should buy this or spend your money here. Same, same thing goes, I guess, on the, the screen side of things too then, right? Like So absolutely. I mean, for me, I would rather say to somebody, listen, if you don't have the budget to buy at the top end of stuff, drop it down, go to 1080p, buy a really, really nice 1080p projector. You'll be so much happier long term. Yeah. It's like it's like else. cars. You can, you can push your budget up to like buy a Mercedes, but then you're going to buy the lowest end Mercedes as opposed to what you should do is if you're at a certain price point, buy the top end of a lower type manufacturer but buy the highest one you'll yeah have a way better experience so in that much, car you'll so much more features buy the luxury version of the exactly. nissan ultima exactly and yeah. you know instead yeah no fair enough makes sense yeah, like kind of on the like we see that too where it's on the screens well i could pick up a screen right now i could order one from amazon probably for 300 bucks you can also paint your wall white i could paint my wall white yeah i could do that too and and you know and, and then it would they would probably both look equally as, as good yeah uh, and, you know, and so not all screens are created equal. And kind of that's that's the, the point behind my thing is not all screens are created equal. There are different screens for different things. If you have light in the room and you still are stuck on projection, you want projection, but there's natural light coming in. There's ambient light projecting screens that, that will basically will, will, I guess, they absorb rather than reflect the, the natural light. Well, I don't even know what that means. I'm going to be honest, half, half the time I look at those things, they seem like voodoo to me, but they work really, really they well. They work well, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, things like that, uh, you know, uh, acoustically transparent, and as we kind of get into sound yep. uh, and what types of sound people want to use, uh, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that. Now, I, I, I mean, let's talk about that sound. Uh, sound is, is 50, at least 50% of the experience in the theater. I think it's more, but that's right. I, I, I would say for no, me, no. It's, it's... That's just me, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah and you know, maybe a bit of a, kind of an audio file, I guess that well, Let's way. not put myself that far. It's, <laughs> let's not put I'll agree, and it, it was actually said by, I think it was Spielberg, but don't quote me on that. I but believe he, it was. He said 50% of the movie watching experience is audio and 50% is video, uh, visual. Yeah, and uh, and it's so true. If you ever watch a, a scary movie with no sound, 
Uh, you'll never you'll be laughing actually, the whole time, right? You won't you won't get high, yeah, you won't get any of the frights. Yeah, you know, and you'll be like, oh, I guess that just happened. And it's like <laughs> the suspense build up. It, I mean, they they go together. So I mean, yeah, some people care more about visuals than sound. Some people like Chris care more about sound than than and visuals. But there's no you know when the one of the world's best directors, film producers in the world says when he's creating a film that half of it is in the sound. It's but something but you really important. need to look at when yeah, you're watching a movie. It's important. And, and I agree with you. I, I love, I mean, when I, I, like I said before on the last podcast, I'm a big uh, snob when it comes to the quality of when I'm watching a movie. I have to have it in highest quality it's produced in before I watch it, if it's something I care about. And it's the same. I'll look for the highest resolution video, but I'll also look for the highest resolution so. audio track that I can because I want that full immersive surround sound. Uh so surround sound. It puts sound. you in that space. Right. And so, you know, surround sound, 5.1, 7.1. I, a lot of people think, I don't even know if a lot of people even really have the understanding of. 542, 524, 5, 7. So you get to, it starts to get confusing when you go into the Atmos because I think after 7.1, they've now, ch- and you can correct me, Chris, but they now have changed it where you now have another number point. yeah another, another point. point which means so, how many in ceiling speakers yeah, so the, the, it looks like this it goes main speakers subwoofer uh, auxiliary speakers or atmos speakers yeah. is your third number so, so five point yeah. 5.1.2 would be five main speakers front lever front center left rears one subwoofer and then two atmos speakers in whatever configuration you want them to be right Five point one point two. Yeah, so the last would one is the, the would be the crappiest Atmos you could buy. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, I wouldn't put crap uh, in it because actually, I mean, Atmos. If you're doing Atmos, you got to you got to give it some sort of credence, one way or another. So they actually said that that at bare minimum, you're better going. I've 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 read two different ways. Some people, and this is where it's all the listener. Some people say they'd rather go seven point one, which adds the sides, before they'd go Atmos, and other people say they'd rather go five in the wall and two in the ceiling. So, I mean, a lot of our audience may not know what, what Atmos is. Um, so, so let's, let's, let's dial it back here because I want to talk a bit about, uh, uh, uh in wall speakers, uh, or in ceiling speakers, but Atmos is a combination of two. No, uh, no, it doesn't necessarily have to even be that. So no, don't, okay. so don't put it as that. Atmos is, Atmos is the newest, um, Three, it's three, 3D sound, three-dimensional It's, it's a new sound. sound style that you're seeing at the theater. So you can actually, you know, when you go to get a, a ticket at Cineplex, you can go to get the Atmos experience. And the whole point of the Atmos experience is it started to individualize every speaker as its own speaker. They're no longer connected that they're forced to play something that the other speaker next to it is playing. So you can actually go up to like some insane amount of channels, yeah. like 23 channels or something like this yeah, of, of Atmos. Yeah. And it literally means that just because one speaker is playing one thing doesn't mean another speaker. It used to be that they used to be tied together. Yeah, so it, it actually surrounds Well, it's yeah, it's a Where? much better pinpointed accuracy surround situation. Okay. So, so you start having levels of information that says, is this coming from above you? Is this coming from above behind you, above in front of you, beside you, below you. It's, it's all these types of things. So when you have a plane go over top of you, it uses the top speakers above you, but not necessarily the speakers beside you. 
because right. a plane should fly over you, not beside you. So proper Atmos then yeah. would be a combination of in ceilings and in, in walls. In walls, in, floor in, standards. In proper home theater setup. Absolutely. Okay, but then you can also let's say we're you know we're not going crazy. We're in we're in a a, a media room yeah. or what I would dub a media room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know maybe we're just doing in ceilings. Can I still have Atmos with only in ceiling speakers? You can, but it's technically incorrect. Okay. I mean, tech. The truth is, we do it all the time, and it still sounds great because the processors that we use, the a the AVRs that we use, have really great processors in them to sort of bake things and make them sound like they're coming from somewhere they're not actually coming from. Yeah. So it's a lot of it's a lot of trickery and magic and voodoo and everything else in this. Okay. But if you were going to have an all-in-ceiling um, uh, surround sound or whatever you want to call it, it's probably better to go with a 7.1 or a 9.1 setup and leave Atlas out of it yeah. at this point. If you're just doing one of the I, 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 I agree with you. If you have a, 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 a totally blank room, I would always say put in your in-walls because then it gives you the space to go and add ceiling speakers afterwards. But if you're really limited or aesthetics are the biggest, then what Chris said, put them in the ceiling. I mean, Well, if, if aesthetics are the biggest thing, I mean, you're not, not necessarily limited to going into the ceiling because nowadays you can, uh, you can have hidden stuff. No, oh, I wouldn't recommend it though. The truth Why? is, well, here's the thing. What I would You're never talking recommend about invisible speakers. I would never recommend invisible speakers in a theater or of any any kind. And the reason why is the theater's the one you're going to blow up the most. You're going to crank that as loud as you possibly can. Those invisible speakers that are hidden behind a wall, if those die, now I'm cutting out part of your wall. Well, then it comes down to design and, and panels. So if you do panels, yeah. absolutely, we yeah. can hide those Acoustical all day long. Panels, Acoustical right. panels. But I was just talking to one of our guys, uh, and, I, and he was asking, should I offer rear speakers in wall? And I said, yeah, if, if the client is willing to look at a pair of speakers. Now, don't get me wrong. The grills are paintable. They're not atrocious. You can paint over them and they disappear pretty well. But a lot of people just don't want to see those grills in the walls anymore. It's I'm less concerned in a dedicated data room. Exactly. In a dedicated In, in a fact, dedicated you, could room work, you could definitely work it into the design of the room, uh, you know, and whether it's you designing it or whether, uh, you, know, I, you know, you have someone like us who can design it in-house or whether you're even bringing an interior designer yep. uh, into the mix. Definitely, you could make it work. Yeah, if I have, yeah, if yes. I have a home theater dedicated room, I actually want those grills off. I want to show those speakers. <laughs> I love the way the speakers look without grills on them. That's yeah. what how they're supposed to look. I got in walls. I got in walls yeah. in my theater. You're in a room like this is what the cones look like, and and some speaker manufacturers make really nice cones. Um, but I was going to say I have I have a diagram here, so if you can see it, that's oh. what you you can't really see it in the theater because the theaters are always black but in a traditional but if you had the lights on yeah. and you could really see how many extra speakers are in a traditional theater in now? most what you call avx theaters that's how many speakers you have and Jeez. the designer of the audio for the movie can actually put that many tracks in so as many speakers as you see that's many how many tracks they can actually and what's really cool is they can have something that like if a rocket ship flies up you'll have the sound come halfway into the room and then disappear. You won't have that rocket ship behind you because it doesn't make sense for it to be behind you. And here is a, a, a system for your home. You can look like, look like that. Wow. Yeah. So you can have a lot of modu modules, but they all sh they're all playing the same channel. That's why these are all connected. Okay. So the, and the thing but the, you, don't want, you don't want that. Don't no, 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 that's if fine. If you're going for... The Atmos feel. No, no, you can still do that with the Atmos feel without any questions. Okay. It's just a matter of how much separation you have, and you know, 
in a large, large room, you'd do the same as the movie theaters where you'd have multiple yeah. speakers playing the same thing, but that's because those four speakers are your left. Those four speakers are your right. I just did that backwards, but still. Um, you know, but good luck finding uh, uh, like Blu-rays. They don't. They don't. They won't have the audio to do more on a Blu-ray. On a Blu-ray, you can't do more than like eleven point two or something. thirteen. So, thirteen. So yeah. what? So where? So what if design, I want to have, if I want to have the this, movie theater, the movie theater. You then where do where? I I can't do that in my home. I can't get the proper. Thirteen's okay. enough. Yeah, thirteen. Oh, enough. don't get me wrong. I mean. I'm not talking specifically me, but it's not possible. No, no, it is possible. I've actually, I have read. You've seen files with that? No, I haven't seen files. No, no, no. Here's the difference, though. It's not Blu-rays anymore. You act, there's actually a service that's called, it's called Red Carpet or something like that, that literally will send the release that's in the theater to yeah. your house. Wow, that's probably expensive. Uh, it's got some yeah, price. Probably. It's got oh, some price. Is this one we say you could see it at the exact same time? 100%. And it's like probably a million bucks. Uh, so, thousand bucks so a movie or as something. A, as I understand it, it's something like a quarter million to sign up, and then ten grand a movie. Jeez. Okay. So, well, but guys, but guys, Hollywood are, guys. Do but Hollywood yeah, guys, if you're an enough. actor, whatever you want to see, I'm mean, sure, sure you probably get handed it. But either way, yeah. So with those files, though, you can actually go up to what we just saw of like 23 individual channels wow. in your house. That's uh, and that's it, quite honestly, if you've got the quarter million dollars and then the 10, 15, million, 10, yeah. 15 thousand for a movie. I think you can afford whatever you feel like, you know, putting in as a theater sure. in your house. So yeah, I mean, it all like you, like you said, it comes down to design. So based on what do I have, what do I have, what's my budget, what's the size of the room, and what what kind of experience are we going to? And, and you take all that information, and you create something really good. Awesome. So I, I we talked about the meat and potatoes, uh, but there's there's all kinds of there's a few little things in between. So uh, you've mentioned bri briefly. Uh, your you know your AVR, the quality of the AVR. Yes, it matters. Why does it matter? There's a whole bunch of reasons why it matters. I mean, first of all, there's it, the AVR is the brains of your system. It is it is the main portion. It is the one that dif differentiates between the sound and the video. It's the one that gives out the correct sound to each individual speaker. So the newest uh, AVRs are or receivers, whatever you want to call them. They actually are Atmos enabled pieces. Yes. So they have Atmos in them built into them and have that processor to be able to figure out what goes where in your system. They're also the, the driving force behind those speakers on a lower level. On a higher level, we go to separates, and that's a different story. We'll, we'll stay away from that for half a yeah, second. Probably a good idea. Uh, so on the baseline level, that receiver is the one that says how many watts are going to each individual speaker, how loud it's going to get what kind of experience you're getting in, in that visceral kind of situation. Uh, it's also the one that'll tell you how many speakers you're actually able to have in your house. Some of them are only set up for a 5.1. Some of them are set up for a 7.1 or 2 and so forth. And it goes up from there. The largest of which being a 13.4? 2 or 4, I can't remember. Which is 13 speakers in either 2 or 4 subwoofers. Crazy. And, you know, and then so... Uh, on that end of things, a couple other things too. For me, I think like if you're gonna have a true theater, lighting is extremely important, right? That's uh, part of the experience for sure. Yeah, yeah. You know what? You, you go to the movies when the the sound comes on, the lights start to dim, and like you get that feeling that that adrenaline rush starts to well up in you, and you know you know you're about to go for a ride. You it's know? kind of the fun part of it, though. Uh, yeah, yeah. You the, know what I mean? You're you're putting a dedicated theater in, theater in, one hundred percent. Spend the 
small fraction of the cost of theater to put in the lighting system. But you, smart can, lights, you can do it in your smart. living room too. Your family. Oh no, no, or for else. sure, for sure. I you mean, know. it just it just think about it. Like you walk in there, let's say on the remote, you press pause or play. Just as simple as that. We can, uh, Chris, like you have programmed these things in where you can anytime you press that play or pause button, just that button, it'll dim the lights if it's play and it will put the lights on to 50 percent if it's, if it's oh, yeah. pause so as soon as the 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 guy goes to press pause because he's got to obviously take a leak or get some more popcorn or whatever automatically the lights go on so you're not tripping over stuff absolutely like and, something and, that simple oh that's is, the fun part i mean yeah. gives you just so much more experience my, one of my favorite buttons is to program it's called watch a movie yeah. and that one is the one that automatically ramps everything up and turns everything down yeah, kind of thing and it's it's, it's a special button yeah it's a special button because it tur- it does you know we can we, and we've talked about this we can program the THX sound to start playing on your on your uh, I'll, I'll tell you right sound. now that special button <laughs> is the reason you know me today <laughs> I can say that I can say that it's uh, the wow factor literally yeah. the only reason we are sitting here today as partners the three of us is because of that button. No, and it's, it's that's that's the fun button. But I mean, that's when we get into control and the control side of things. But really, when you have an, when you want it to be, and we've talked, this is what we started talking about. It's an experience. Yeah. What makes this room? And I don't care if you have a fifty-five inch TV up to a two hundred inch projector. I don't care if you have a five point one up to a thirteen point four. Yeah. What is it that makes it you have an experience? in that room. I, I would agree with all of that except for the 55-inch TV thing. I'm like, if, if you're calling this a home theater and, and it's under 75, we got problems, me and you. Hey, listen. <laughs> well, you, could, you could be sitting two feet away from the TV. Yeah, fair in, enough. In a room, like... Boom. <laughs> I remember my call at, like, university days. I had a 40-inch TV in my dorm room and I sat close and I had the crappy little, like, computer speakers, but they were surround speakers. <laughs> and everyone that came into my dorm room was like... Man, you got a theater in here. Because <laughs> the room, the room was like five by eight or something. Like that. But, but, but that brings up a good point. It's like a jail cell, yeah. five by eight. But they'd all come in there to watch movies and stuff, and we jam five oh, people man. in there. It's, yeah, it's a big awesome. difference because you say now today calling something under seventy five shouldn't be called the theater. But the truth is, remember how quickly we've increased the normal size of a TV. Yeah, it was not that me. long ago that a 50-inch was considered quite large and a 65 was insane. Yeah, 65 were home theater. You know, 65 was, oh my God, 65. was like, holy crap, you got a 65? I got serious. Yeah, it's like now it's like sixty-five. It's like, 65. It's like put all right. that in the kitchen. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's in my bedroom. Is sixty-five? Yeah. You know, so so when we talk with the stuff, it's amazing, and we still have a lot of clients who are still getting over. You know, the fact of like, I'm sorry, you have to put in how big in order for me to really consider it big? Because somebody comes to us and says, oh, put in a big screen. And we're like, okay, 85, 90, 100 inches. What are we talking about here? Yeah. And they're like, what, 65? <laughs> we're like, no, what? no. what's happening? <laughs> and, and, and so it's just a matter of like, I say 55 just because, hey, there's a lot of people out there who still consider a 55 to be, holy crap, I can't believe I've got a 55. No, fair enough. Fair enough. I, I hear that. And then so, I, I mean, we, we kind of talked about all the... Stuff and obviously there's more components like how are we controlling this? Uh, obviously that's very important. So hold on, there's actually something I, w- I want to talk about the speakers specifically for a second, Just okay? Because it's something that we've been trying to educate people on, and that is speakers are the thing that's going to last the longest in any situation. Mm-hmm. It's not your TV; they 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 become a, almost a dime a dozen. Quite honestly, there's new tech and TVs coming out all the time. There's new tech and receivers coming out all the time. Blu-ray players, Apple TVs, Sonos, all this stuff. 
speakers are the thing that you generally install and it stays and stays and stays and stays. You're going to have... They last a lot longer. They last so much longer. And they so stay quality for a long time. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and the technology behind speakers has not really changed all that much at okay. the end of the day. So really what you want to do is you want to invest in those speakers. Buy quality speakers. Buy quality subwoofers. Because that subwoofer, in my books, is the truly visceral part of the experience. When that bass hits or that explosion hits, oh man, if your house isn't shaking, you don't have bass. Yeah. I want it. I want, and that's again, this is a me personal thing. I, there's a reason why my my surround sound home theater has two subwoofers in it. Well, it's the portion of a, a movie experience you can feel. Feel yeah. not not. Not, not here, see not or see. hear, it's feel. feel. Yeah, feel. I want to feel it in my chest that that explosion just hit me yeah. and it's actually sending me back. And your neighbors hate you. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, they do. They definitely do. But 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 so I can't I can't do close living. Like not not even just my theater. I am loud enough for that. Like I got the subwoofer right here. So, <laughs> yeah, you know I I I need space or or my neighbors will so, run so, me out with pitchforks. All I'm saying is when when you're looking at buying a theater. Please, please, please look at getting quality speakers and yeah. like more than anything else. This quality of the speakers matters. Yeah, because you could go three generations of home theater displays, projectors, AV receivers, but the speakers—if you spend good money and you get good ones—they could last those three generations. No, yeah. fair enough. I, I, I totally agree. So, and then you know, kind of all these pieces control again. Yeah, obviously, you don't want sixty-five remotes. Uh, you know, the salad bowl sit on the table, uh, you know, make your experience good, hone everything in, make it convenient and easy because that's a big part of the experience too. When I go to the movers, I don't got to stress about pressing the wrong button. If I go to the theater, I don't got to stress about, you know, getting everything all set up, uh, which is why I, you know, I like those programmable remotes programmed by a professional, you know, you get the, the, the special button, the wow button, uh, things like that. Uh, what about furniture? Uh, you know, I, I know for me, I think furniture is utterly important. And now when you, if you were to go to a theater the, today, because I would, I think they did it because things, you know, there was a decline and now you go into theaters and they got some good seats in there. It's coming up. It's coming up huge. I mean, and, and the one thing, so they're dirty though. Well, <laughs> you're talking about the VIP ones. I know there like is the a lounge theater, there's a theater by me that it's any, doesn't matter what ticket you, you buy and they are full on. Like lazy, lazy snuggle, boy. lazy boy loungers. Yeah. So, so one of the biggest things. It's, so, a, it's a bad theater too, but they have great seats. Right? We we are huge with seating here. It's it's a big deal. It's something. So one of the, the main uh, known as one of the best seating companies for for home theaters is a company called Fortress. Yep. Fortress Seating is easily known as one of the best. They're made in California. They're made in house in California. Shipped all over the world. They are absolutely insanely good quality and insanely good uh, customization to really fit into whatever space you want to talk about. And one of the big things is you're going to generally sit in this thing for the next two to three hours at a time. Shouldn't you be comfy? Shouldn't yeah. you be able to sit there and not want to get up because you're too comfy to actually want to get up? And that's one of their biggest things. What I really like about them too is that while there's like, you know, a catalog, a bunch of designs that you can kind of pick from, 
every single piece is custom made. Oh yeah. Right. So you know whether whether I want it laid out this way, that way. I, I think the sky's the limit. You want you know butt massagers put in. You want a fridge over here. Do you want your ice your 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 drink holder to be ice cooled? I don't even know. I'm I'm pretty sure that's not a thing, but um, <laughs> that would be awesome. It's in cars now. Yeah, who yeah. knows? I, 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 if I'll tell you, if it's in furniture, I would, I would, Most I would guess that guys, Fortress is doing it. Yeah. For, Fortress is really good in the sense of like truly being able to customize your your experience in, yeah. in that kind of a way. Get and that it, lighting, you know. It, motorization, everything. It really does matter in that kind of a way. There are other companies out there uh, that do decently, mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and there's nothing wrong with them. It's just a matter of what are where where's your budget? What are you will, yeah. willing to pay for? How what is your comfort? worth to you you could have ten thousand dollar price difference from one real oh, leather please. i've seen this i've seen this recently yeah oh, i've yeah. seen this recently yeah. where where you know we were looking at two different kinds of furniture but a lot of these other companies that do theater furniture it's very old you know bark lounger well, not, only, not only that it's they're not super modern it's and, not and customized that's right and but even on the ones that are a little bit more modern they like they sacrifice uh, you know that modern look for comfort, and I think that that Fortress is bringing in that 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 kind of all around experience where this is a comfortable seat. It looks good, yeah. and it doesn't look like it's from 1982. And and then there's that custom aspect where you know if I want blue strip lighting or what, like literally, I, I like I'm pretty sure the sky's the limit with them. Uh, but then we we have seen that recently where. where Clients look at that. They get they get very excited, and then and then you know they they see the the sticker and they're holy cow! This is a pricey chair. I was like, well, yeah, it had all the bells and whistles. The chair itself was only it was a very reasonable price. You, you know, it costs money to add a fridge. Yeah. <laughs> well, so. it's just it's just the same. It's the same as as we go back to Will's ex, uh, explanation with cars. You know, a baseline whatever can be pretty inexpensive, but as soon as you start adding things to yeah, it, yeah. it can suddenly go from a thirty thousand dollar car to a sixty thousand dollar car just by add-ons. Get, get get the Mercedes with the uh, carpet carpet. What are they called? What's it called when you have uh, non leather seats, not fake leather? Oh no, uh, uh, Cantra. Uh, no, like the fabric yeah. or something. Seats, fabric, whatever, fabric, grab seats. Buy a, I just, I want to have that Mercedes name, so I'm going to buy the bottom. Mercedes, oh, you're saying like just the, and the it's going to be fabric wrap yeah. where you go to like something lower, and then you get like all the bells and whistles, and you get yeah. leather seats, like right. you know, leather. Yeah. You know, you got the the butt warmers. Yeah, exactly. You, you got you know kind of everything, your rear camera, everything you need to 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 go right. So, uh, I don't know, guys. I, I think I think that's pretty good for me. Listen, let me let me ask you a couple real quick things. Number one, top like top home theater don'ts for you guys. I would say I'm gonna just throw in one. Cool. Don't do a home theater in a box. Yes. Worst thing <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. like, like, sorry, sorry, Best Buy. Yeah. We don't like you. Home oh theater box. my god, worst no. thing ever. Yeah. Oh my your, god, your, no. your space and your home and your experience and your budget is so customized between you know me to you to to you to anyone else out there. So anything that's cookie cutter like that just won't. Won't ever sound good or look good. But also, first of all, it's it's all just so poorly made. Yeah. No but, whole theater but, in a box. But also, <laughs> it's all like it's all one piece. So if one piece fails, the whole thing fails. Yeah. yeah. Who wants to just be like have to to toss everything out just because one part of it died? Yeah. It's yeah. terrible. I'll give you a, a don't. Uh, so we were kind of talking about it before, and if you're on a tight budget and you're you just want to go big. I would sacrifice the size of my screen for the quality. So I would rather go 
higher quality, smaller screen than biggest screen ever, but the quality is just gonna be shit. Yeah. And I'd rather bring my chair closer because of the size of my screen or the chairs in the room closer and do that. So yeah, I would go quality first, then size. For, for the I displays. guess bigger isn't better if it don't work, right? Exactly. It's all about <laughs> the motion in the ocean. You, got, you guys absolutely, I think, hit on the two number one things at the end of the day. Don't go with something that's just not produced properly. So don't go inexpensive crap. It's just not going to work for you. And don't try to blow your budget just to go huge. It's not going to work out for you. Stay within a budget or wait a little bit longer or buy pieces and then fill it out as time yeah. goes on. I have no problem saying, hey, listen, you know, let's buy, let's get a great TV for you. Awesome. Okay, you got the TV. Then the next year, okay, let's get like a couple speakers going for you. All right, we got a couple speakers. Third year, okay, now we get that really nice sub. Fourth year, now we got that surround sound. Fair let's enough. fill it out. Yeah. Man, you'll have a much better experience building it up that way than really worrying about the sticker the first day and going, how the hell do I pay for so this? So on top of what you're saying, I mean, that makes total sense. And we talked about it last podcast is set yourself up so you can do that in the future. So maybe you're building the house now, maybe you're renovating the basement, wire for at most 13.4. Go to town. A couple hundred bucks in extra wire and labor to do it, whatever. And then start with 5.1. And when you get the budget, let's go, let's upgrade a seven. Let's upgrade oh, at yeah. most. Let's do a bigger projector. Like totally, totally. Kind of makes me think though that one there thing you, you said today, one other kind of you know ultimate don't, don't sacrifice on your speaker quality. Uh, you know, like if, if you're going to put a little bit more into anything else, it, it should be the, the, the speakers because they're the things that you're not going to have to replace in a year or well, two. Well, especially if you're doing the in-wall, in-ceiling, always remember what works. If you ever have to replace that speaker because you've got a, a shoddy speaker, you don't know if the next speaker you have to buy will be larger or smaller. What happens if it's smaller and now that hole in your ceiling doesn't fit the next generation of speaker just because you bought something shoddy? Yeah. You know, so buy something with a really good warranty on it. We, we know a lot of products around here that have very good long-term warranties on them, uh, you know, and will last you a very long time. They're more expensive. They're going to last you that much longer. Yeah, you buy as cheap, buy as twice. Awesome. Well, you know, I think uh, I think we've... We've wrapped this home theater up in a box at least and, <laughs> and, and shipped it off. Uh, you know, uh, if, uh, if uh, any of our audience has any, anything else that they, any questions, anything like that, uh, we have a wealth of information on, uh, on the website, uh, on all of our social media. Uh, Ox City can find us anywhere, blog posts, videos, uh, and a ton of that is surrounding home theaters and home theaters equipment and how much... Uh, I personally am disgusted by regular theaters. I think that's in a couple of them as well. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll say one thing too. Um, if you're on our YouTube or our social media, uh, just after this video or just before, you'll see a, a posting of a recent home theater we just installed. And there's some really nice tech in there. And it'll give you a good idea of, of what a true authentic home theater should De look dedicated like. yeah. home theater yeah. so that should be up there shortly if not already so check that out too we got some really exciting things coming up in the near future gonna go have a golf simulator day from my understanding yeah. uh that's in the works uh really exciting special guest coming on for our first interview we're gonna keep that a little bit hush hush for now uh, pretty excited about that. If you like this kind of stuff guys uh, if you want to learn about all the tech all the possibilities and get a little bit more 
better education than Google. Uh, make sure, you know, hit any like buttons, like, subscribes, hit that notification bell if you're on YouTube, uh, tune in there. Uh, other than that, we're going to see you next week. Uh, until we do.